I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. This is Castology, the podcast where we listen to podcasts and then talk about them and recommend them to you. Our listeners, I'm one of your castologists, Ainsy Weber, here with my fellow castologists, Liz Best and Nick Bleeker. How are we all? Ugh. Buzzed. Ugh. Okay, We've got a coffee machine. Two very, very conflicting. I had a migraine energies. for majority of today, and it's only just kind of let go of its vice-like grip on my life and my brain. So I'm here. I always really like that moment when you realise that the pain that has been there is suddenly gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I and I, it's always a really tentative thing for me because that kicked in about oh, I want to say half an hour ago, and it's that thing where if you think about it, you can almost feel it and like will it back into existence accidentally. Oh, if, don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those know. things where yeah. So I'm just kind of like it doesn't ever come back, but you're just like can I, can I be excited about feeling like there's no <laughs> ice pick in my eye? anymore? Is that okay, universe, please? It is okay. Yeah, it is, <sighs> for sure. All right, well, there's no theme today, nope. but we do have a theme coming up in a couple of weeks, we do. so hang out for that. But we have just brought three podcasts that we would like to recommend to you all. Mm-hmm. Fresh. Yeah. So uh, I would like to hear from Nick first. My podcast is called Trace by the ABC in Australia. I know this podcast. Well, well, it's been on my list and I haven't listened to it, so I'm glad you're giving me okay, the kick cool. up the butt to listen it. Um, so Trace, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's split into two seasons as so far. So the first season is about a murder of Maria James uh, in Melbourne. Um, and the second season is about an infamous case of the informant in Australia, which is this big, uh, famous case where a lawyer was informing to the police about her clients. Jeez, and it that's is dangerous. If you look at a spider's web and you think that's fucking complex, nah. <laughs> um, Not even. <laughs> Fuck off spiders with your stupid simple webs. <laughs> stupid simple <Wow>. spiders. Um <laughs> What you know, do spiders do? <laughs> nothing. No, spiders are great. Spiders um, are horrible. What are you talking about? They are scary. But the ones with needle legs. Yes. Which ones? Anyone that have shiny needle-looking legs. Like daddy long legs? Well, sort of. But daddy long like legs are like Any friends. spider that looks golden crunchy. Orbs. Yeah, I don't like oh, them. Oh, golden orbs. Yeah, okay, yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah, that's cool. Anyway, sorry. So um, <laughs> season one of Trace is about the murder of Maria James in Melbourne, which is a very interesting case. I don't really recall it because it was in the 80s and I was born in the 90s. So, uh, Were you born in the 90s? Yeah, I'm a 90s kid. <laughs> Gross. You should know that. I don't know that. Yeah. Oh, Nick's a baby. Guess not. I thought you we were... We were talking about her ages a few weeks ago. Uh, I tuned out, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Hurtful. Um, uh, so in terms of where I would suggest you start, I would say just pick a season that interests you the most. Mm-hmm. Um, now, season two is less of murder and more just very... It is very complex. You really have to pay attention to it. Um, but the way that the ABC have presented both the seasons of the show is really, really well done. It's really, really good storytelling and investigative journalism, if you would call it that. I think the I think the journalist that is on this it's, is... It, anytime, anytime you kind of do a deep dive into something, it's investigative journalism. 
photojournalism. Like if you do proper research into it and don't yeah. just like yeah, this wing is it. this yeah. is next level shit. They actually get Nicola Gobbo on the show for season two. So oh, she's the she's, she's the big lawyer. Yeah, she's the one that's basically in hiding and all this other shit. Anyway, <laughs> I feel it, like it's not really good hiding if your name's out there. <laughs> yeah. But you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah Nicola. Um, but it's called Trace. Cool. So, yeah. Excellent. So, um, can I ask because. You mentioned there's two seasons. Are they both available? Because in, in brief looking, I could only find season two. Season one is available. Season one is definitely available. Yeah, you have to... The ABC's website's really weird. So uh, if you go to the ABC website, um, it's under like this little tab where you go seasons and you go season one and season two. Cool. Um, and in my I podcast app, I listen to it off well. Apple and it, it's available on Apple. Yeah, mine's on awesome. podcast as well. So Yeah. All right, no worries. Well, let's hear from Liz. Okay, so you know how I like crime and stuff. I do. Mm. I'm yeah. aware of this. Yeah, this this is, is a podcast about crime and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, also, you know how Shonda Rhimes is like queen of the universe at the moment. Well, again, with Bridgerton coming out, but she's always kind of been like queen of TV. So, this is like the Shondaland kind of venture into podcasting. It's called Criminalia. Ooh. Now, I found this podcast because the cover art just makes me so friggin' happy. It's it's like a like a period costume skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's got hosts Holly Frey and Maria Tremarchi. Tremarchi, I can't remember because I'm a bad researcher, but it's one of those. Let's just say Holly and Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bring humour to historical true crime podcasts. So it's it's takes a historical bent um, and they try to do what I like to do, which is keep it light when talking about really dark Great. subjects. Um, so it is a controversial take sometimes when dealing with true crime it is but i feel like as long as you're always respectful to the victims Mm. then you can like i think that's the line the line is be respectful to the victims and everything else you can have a really dark sense of humor fun of the murder murderers and they do and we do (laughs) um so uh holly frey actually uh also has the podcast stuff you missed in history class which is very very popular Mm -hmm. um so each episode of criminalia looks at one particular person from history history, um, usually a woman, who uh, committed a murder. Their whole first season is on female poisoners. Not all of them did it. Some of them are suspected. Some of them definitely fucking did it and (laughs) did it again and again and again. They are some of my favourite true crime stories. Female poisoners are great. Like, I just, the stories of, like, entire towns of women who just decided that they found a poison and offed all their husbands via secret women network, (laughs) the best. (laughs) Um, oh, yeah, or, or, the, or that one woman who was just like, yeah, if your husband is beating you, just let me know. Just, yeah. Cheers. Let's just, just come some over. Here's some knuckles. stuff. Um, so, yeah, and I and also they have like a – it seems to be very trendy at the moment doing a thematic cocktail to do with each episode, so I they do that too. I just like drinking. Well, I love drinking. I feel, like, I feel like it's a combination of people like drinking and people want a gimmick and it gives them extra yeah. stuff to put out on social media and stuff as well. I mean, I don't – I mean – if you can come up with a punny name for it, I'm all for it. And Zane's like, that's Zane's when I'm off the drinking Zane's train. <laughs> Just make a nice cocktail. Why does it need to be a pun? Because make it, it makes it ten times more excellent. Yeah. All right. You anyway, yes, Criminalia. First season, Female Poisoners, I enjoyed. Go nuts. Awesome. Uh, well, that just leaves me, and I'm recommending something that's a little different to what I usually recommend. I'm recommending a tiny leap to big changes, which is a, a personal development podcast, mm. kind of like how, like, discussions about how you can do little things each day and habits to make your life 
easier and make the world a better place. That does still fit in with your 2021 theme of trying to change the world. It does. It does. Just not in an angry-making way. (laughs) (laughs) This This one isn't making you furious to make you do something. Let's let's reflect and make our our lives a bit better. (laughs) So that Uh, we can protest better. So that we can can burn down (laughs) the institutions. Better health to eat the rich. That have wronged us. Yes. Uh, So this is hosted by Greg Clunas. And there's like almost 700 episodes. Holy you can Christ. Yes, it's every couple of days they release a new episode. They're only short. They're only like 10, 15 minutes. I love short podcasts. <laughs> uh, and so this this stuff like the the latest one as of recording is like stop trying to be extraordinary um, or there's like uh, a better way to learn, which just basically talks about the different techniques that people have used to learn in the past and figuring out what best works for you. Just mm-hmm. that sort of thing, kind of s- simple things. Um, it's very can long distance relationships work, uh, how to practice forgiveness, that sort of thing. <clears throat> in, so I'm so in. I'm yeah. so in. Yeah, I like my self-help bite-size. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh, I'll explain in review day. <laughs> on review, I can't word. But I'll explain when we review why. I like we will yeah. revisit this. <sighs> um, but, yeah, Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. I like this. I do find it – my one critique before we get to the review is that it is very radio-style produced – I um, like that. Yeah, if you can that. get past that, uh, which I sometimes have trouble with, I didn't have trouble with with this one, but I was like, when I first listened, I was like, oh, this doesn't sound like a self-help podcast. This sounds like a radio show. But then the content won me over. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just brace yourself for that if that's an issue for you. And, yeah, Tiny Leaps, Big Changes by Greg Clunas. Um, Yeah, have a listen. Cool. So that is our recommendations for this week. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to our reviews for last week. We didn't have a theme last week but mm-hmm. we uh i think we we all brought a pretty typical podcast for ourselves i mean a portion of mine feels typical audio <laughs> drama and true crime oh true <laughs> <laughs> i was like i enjoy the the i was like i don't normally bring old timey things but that was Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's start with yours, which was uh, case closed. Case closed. Okay, so case closed, exclamation mark, and then in brackets, old time radio, except their cover art says old time crime. So they need to sort that out. Um, Is a uh, Relic Radio podcast. They have eight different podcasts and they basically just take old radio shows and content and bring them to new ears through the form of podcasts. I picked Case Closed because it's about detectives and cops and robbers and they have some of the um, original Sherlock Holmes radio audio dramas. What did you think of the old timey audio plays? I feel like I could, I felt like I was getting emphysema listening to this, you know, like just (laughs) fucking, just the smoke that's sitting on the ashtray. <laughs> and then everyone's smoking. Um, did you I get th- drunk off all the whiskey that yeah, all the detectives yeah, yeah, yeah. were drinking? I had a whiskey on the side. Actually, I did have. I was listening to one episode. Uh, I think it was the Dragon episode, and I did have a glass of whiskey next to me on my desk. You gotta, so it felt pretty you good. Gotta. Not not even intentional. I just like to drink, as I said earlier. So, <laughs> uh, this is a super fascinating show. I really really enjoyed this. The one thing that I really loved about it is that it how it sources its material and how much it reminded me of sitting down in the mornings at my grandma's house oh, and listening to nice. stories on her old 
Electrolux Radio. Uh, and then I called grandma and I was like, you should listen to this. And she had no idea what a fucking podcast was. So like, what's a podcast? Yeah, she had no idea. Um, this, I, I mean, you know, like for me, I really, really enjoyed this. And I think it's because it's not, it, it really is bringing these stories back. Mm. And I've never heard of any of these. Obviously, like Sherlock Holmes is, you know, yeah. in the public consciousness. But some of this stuff, like uh, I think the, one that I, the ones that I listened to, it was Dragnet, Dragnet and the Fat Man, which is actually recently. Mm. And the other one that I listened to was way back. I can't even remember. But I I really loved it. I am surprised that I've only heard about this now. I feel like this would be something that's a little bit more mainstream or in the public eye, but I'm kind of surprised that it's not. Yeah, I, I, I do feel like there should be more eyes on this, which is part of the reason that I brought it. And I just kind of like that it's it's the nostalgia as well as the stories. But yeah. um, there are a few different podcasts that do take older radio shows and bring them back. But I specifically like this one because I like the Sherlock Holmes yeah. and the Johnny Dollar and all those. And so, I think yeah. having the ads in there as well uh, really adds to the character of the show. Yeah. You know, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, this shit existed. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then again, I got emphysema, so. Yeah, <laughs> from the ads. Yeah, yeah. Because you went out and yeah. bought 10 packs of cigarettes. Yeah. Camel cigarettes. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is very fun. Like, it, it's interesting, like, if someone was creating this as a product now, like if it wasn't a product that existed back then and they were creating it as a product now, as like old-timey radio, I don't think I would enjoy it as much. But no. that sense of nostalgia and, and consuming something that is part part of the past is a part of this this media agreed um so yeah i mean i i couldn't listen to too many just because it is kind of that style where it, it does reward you sitting down and listening to it mm. rather than listening while you're doing other things and that's not usually how i listen to podcasts yeah well because that's how radio was made back in the yeah. day right yeah. Yeah. is an event yeah absolutely so um this yeah i think yeah take some time listen to it properly and yeah and enjoy it for what it is i think this is, is a, it's very fun it's especially if you if you enjoy this kind of content um this is a great presentation of it and and just for anybody else who's not really into like detective gumshoey types of stories relic radio have eight different genres of yep. old-timey radio shows like if you like sci-fi audio dramas there's like a whole science fiction um but yeah how have a, have a look because I really think they're doing the good work when it comes to giving new life to nostalgic historical yeah, awesomeness. I, I do have a, an appreciation for people that are tr that try to keep these sort of relics as up to date or in the in that sort of public mind mm. as much as possible, even though it may not be widespreading. Because I feel like some of this stuff's really important in terms of storytelling and and even we can like, learn so much. Yeah, absolutely. As well yeah, from, absolutely. You know. Anyway. Absolutely. Well, that is Liz's recommendation. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about my recommendation. So I recommended uh, Popular Front, which was uh, a podcast about conflicts, uh, basically conflict journalism about conflicts that don't get a lot of airtime in the, our regular media consumption. So uh, what did you all think? Nick first. Um I kind of I, I I felt like I the more I listened to it the more I started to appreciate the work that they were doing. Um, the thing that bothered me the most is that the production threw me off a little bit because I think some of the episodes that I listened to they were doing it via Zoom and then all that sort of stuff. But I'm not gonna really. I feel like we can't be critical about no, that it's, in it's times hard, of COVID. But also it bugs like... it bugs me no end. And yeah. if I look at the catalog and find that they recorded the episode before COVID, I'll have a go at it. But mm. anytime in 2020, they get a pass for crappy audio. Yeah. 
and I, I'm not going to nix it for that. I feel like for me, it kind of added a little bit to the character of it being sort of like homebrew journalism, where they're actually those, homebrew journalism. Like, God, I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, like, you know, you know, you're like if back in the day, you're watching the news and you have those reporters coming in from those the front line of yeah, wherever, yeah. whatever mm. conflict it is. Um, I found the fact that this is actually going out of its way to f- to report on those conflicts that we're not at all aware of mm. really important. Um, I really like. Uh, I can't remember the host name. His name's G. The host, yeah. Who's the host? Uh, oh God, I'm I'm blanking now. Blanking. That's okay. Um, I did like the fact that the host was able to help Jake guide Hanrahan. Jake Hanrahan. Um, Hanrahan. Hanrahan. Yes. Uh, was able to help guide those the reports that were coming in as well, and they were really good at explaining the depth of whatever conflict it was. Um, I think it was oh the one that I listened to was the War for the Western Sahara. Um, with uh, Professor Jacob Mundy. And I thought that was really interesting because that I have no idea. I didn't know there was a fuck or more in the Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> who the, who, who the fuck knows that, is, that? that? That's kind of the point of the, yeah. the podcast. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you don't know about these ones. Like, mm. uh, yeah. And so for me, I, I've subscribed to it because I am very curious to see and hear what's going to come and what's already happened. But also, fair warning, it's a lot. Mm. It's yeah. a lot. Mm. This is, it, it definitely is. It's both both in, in content and in, uh, I guess, lack of audio production. Like it's, they're not, they, they're journalists, they're not engineers, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it is about the content. So yeah, like I did give you a warning last episode, didn't I? Did I not? I don't recall. Okay, I, well, I sorry. I, I, if people haven't listened to it yet this is your warning like some of these episodes are heavy um well i can't imagine it wouldn't be yes, with the, yeah, with the topics that we're discussing yeah, here war, war yeah. and, uh, conflict. And, yes. and i think the other thing that i got out of it was the fact that there's a lack of a big news organization behind it it is strictly independent which yeah. i found helps it a lot in terms of what it can report and what it will report mm. so back when i was a real journalist <laughs> um i used to work the night desk at the australian associated press and i was on the world desk so i would have all of these stories come through and it was my job to decide which ones we picked up and which ones we didn't and I had no idea about any of these conflicts that are going on and neither did anybody like after you've been working on the world desk for a while you kind of get to know what are the big stories and what are little but I kind of wish that this podcast had been around (laughs) while I was doing my job not to say I did a bad job but it's it's it it just reminded me of like I back then knew so much more about all these minor wars that nobody else had ever heard of and I say minor in terms of news sense not in terms of how fucking horrific they were um i made the mistake when i was listening to this of listening to the um on the ground as the maga protesters stormed the capitol building episode just because god why not saturate my feed with more of those (laughs) fucking um but it was really fascinating actually talking to someone who was on the ground Mm. while it was going down actually saying what was happening not filtered through a a lens of you know mainstream media (laughs) and I hate saying that because everybody's like mainstream media are evil and to a degree I agree with you but also I don't agree with you because some mainstream media is not evil just basically anything owned by the Murdochs is evil evil. like that's the rules I think the difference between mainstream media and not is mainstream media has a point of view whereas true journalism and freelance journalism that point of view belongs to the journalist 
and yeah. rather than a massive media conglomeration. We were taught yeah. back in the day never to insert yourself into the story. Yeah. That the yeah. second that you inserted yourself into the story, it became an investigative piece and nobody, and that didn't belong in the news pages. It belonged in the opinion pages. And there is such a fine line these days between, like they'll run an opinion piece on the front page, which mm. I find abhorrent. That should never, mm. ever, 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 ever happen. Um, but, yeah, I listened to that and I also listened to the um, – uh, Boogaloo Cop Killers episode mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. Um, this is important. It's an important podcast that's really well researched, well done. I'm glad that somebody's doing it. I don't think the people who need to listen to it ever will. Um, but I do wish that more of these stories would see the light of day. Like, you have a 24 hour news cycle, guys. Stop putting inane shit stories. Yeah, putting the same thing over and over mm. and over again and, and put some new stuff in and there. And stop picking people that did some small thing and public shaming them and put world big important issues back in journalism. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. I invited you. I gave you the platform. Uh, I will take the microphone now. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely if you haven't checked it out, check it out now and go to their website and support them on social media. Um, this is the kind of journalism we want to support. Yes. So. Yeah, I was tempted to chuck a couple of bucks to their Patreon for mm. a couple of months just as a support. Yep. As a thank you for the work that mm. you do. But finally, let's move on to possibly the most confusingly named podcast that was recommended yes. last week, The Racist Sandwich. The Racist Sandwich podcast was my recommendation last week. It's a podcast that talks about food and the intersections of politics, race, culture around food. What did you guys think? This title does not at all accurately describe... Like, I I was expecting when I first saw the title and before I'd heard your explanation of what it was, it to be some two dude bros, like, going to town on fucking racism and ugh. but it's a it's a really great podcast like I really enjoyed it I listened to um, uh, the episode on the cultural significance of bodegas um, because New York has a very special place in my heart and I would always 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 go to the bodegas over any type of Whole Foods big shopping yeah, yeah. thing plus you can get a sandwich at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> that's great I like know. when I had jet lag and I'd be getting up and I'd be like oh fuck it's 3am can I get a BLT from the bodega that's great but actually and, and I obviously I knew always that food is cultural because you know different foods belong to different cultures but I'd never really thought about the political ramifications of the the culture of food and I think this podcast does a really nice job of being um, educational and mixing that with some really nice storytelling on the episodes I listen to so yeah I 100% agree like this is this is a podcast that you didn't think would have a lot to say exactly mm. but it definitely does um I really loved the Candace Fortman episode which was uh people people need community um but also like there was there's like uh the rerun that I listened to was uh erasing black barbecue um so and that is de- definitely about racism Mm. Uh, so through the lens of food and, and how that kind of plays out in the community. Yeah, this is a really interesting podcast. Um, <clears throat> I just, I feel like there's got to be a better name for it that <laughs> yeah. doesn't make me initially, like my my body when I hear a name like Racist Sandwich goes, I don't want to listen to this podcast. And it is such a beautiful little podcast that mm. I just. I mean, the Racist Sandwich kind of makes you think that there's one racist with with people of colour on either side arguing about something. But it's something. not, it's not. Like it makes it sound like the show is racist rather than talking about issues of about race. race. Of race, yeah. 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 Which I don't Maybe know. Maybe just the racism's 
sandwich. Yeah, even the racism yeah. sandwich would be a little bit. But <clears throat> then you couldn't have a really cranky looking sandwich on your cover art. So. I mean, oh, yeah, probably not. But I don't know. I don't, it's food for food for thought, guys. Hey. I didn't mean that. But um, racist sandwich people, if you're listening, I, I love your podcast. But maybe maybe have a think about the connotations of that. If if that's something you give a shit about, I yeah. don't know. That makes it sound like I'm going tut tut people. But I'm just like if if you if you want people to discover how you know culturally significant your podcast is, um, it's yeah, it's I a mean, name hurdle to overcome. It is it is a, it is a great podcast, and yeah, the it, I mean that's the problem with every podcast is getting that initial click through. Yes. It's like appealing to people I mean, based on first impression. I mean, to be fair, the reason I found it, I was like, what the fuck? There's a podcast called The Racist Sandwich. <laughs> and I, yeah. I want to read about. Oh, shit. I want to read the the uh, listen to the audio drama about a, a conscious sandwich who's racist against yeah. hot dogs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it's all just an allegory for. Why Nazis. do I feel like this is like a a fucking stoner movie with like yeah, yeah. Seth well, Rogen? I, yeah, Seth Rogen. Yeah. That's the name I was thinking I mean, of, and I'm like, what fucking? What's it's just food fight, right? The, yeah. Yeah, you're just describing the yeah. movie food fight. Uh, sausage party. Oh, you know. sausage, sausage party. party. That's yeah, what it was yeah. called. Yeah, all right. That's the end. Well, as soon as we make a sausage party reference, the, this, we are done. So that's the rules of podcasting. You mentioned Seth Rogen, you're done. Uh, Actually, um, I quite like Seth Rogen. If you Ooh. would like to give us your, uh, I guess, sausage party review. I was going to say um, money. Or recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> or money. Uh, you can find us on our socials. You can We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Um, you can also go to our website, that's notcanon.com forward slash castology, if you want to fill in the handy form and recommend your podcast for it's us to recommend. It's so quick and easy. It is. Yeah. It's so quick and easy. Yeah. Or even if you just like a podcast and think, hey, these guys should should know about it. Then. Yeah. Um, I will say the last the last submission we had, it did have one that we've already recommended in it. So I was like, hmm, have you listened to our entire back catalogue? Do you even know those, who we are? Those 100 episodes. I'm like, no, I can't I can't <laughs> shame them for that. No, they got on board, they got excited yeah, and they wrote in yeah, and I am so, 110% I mean, okay with the, that. I've done that before as well. I've put stuff on the list where I'm like, oh my God. And it's then it's true. Like, and Liz is like, no, no. And no, we no, did no. shame you for You've that as well. you yeah. hard in that fucking chat. So. <laughs> True. Never forget. It's true. Never five get. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your submissions and keep them coming because we, like, that's the thing. Like, we love finding podcasts. I particularly love finding podcasts. And uh, both Nick and Liz have, at some point in the past, uh, complained about running out of podcasts. So it's time <laughs> for you to have your say, I, I, I guess. Help. Podcast please, people please, help us please. not be bored. <laughs> All right. Well, that is us. We'll be back same time next week with more podcasts for your delectation. I've been Zancy Weber here with Elizabeth Best and Nick Bleeker. Keep listening to podcasts, everyone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.